When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Real money is really important, and that is a reality. We are all required to at least have a few financial skills. It's not optional. You have to understand money, and probably a whole lot better than you do, because most people don't understand it well. That's why we've got these two old guys... On the radio, every Saturday since the beginning of time, pontificating (laughs) on the best ways to invest, save, spend, retire, that kind of stuff. I'm Don McDonald. Over there is Tom Cock. Our phone number is 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And, you know, looking at the phone lines right now, it's, um, well, it's certainly not a light show. There's no fireworks oh, going I see. on. Oh, I no see. The lights Lincoln are not going flashing. on. Okay, yeah, there's we'll nothing. There's and not. What do you mean? Me call? I'm on no, no, already. No, you call because I, I don't like the questions well, you, you asked. You looked me. right really at me hard. and you said call. No, so I, I thought you were Call, call, call. And next week, program note Don will be on his own because I will be in Las Vegas celebrating my birthday. So call you know, then, too. Yeah, happy birthday or whatever. Thank you. But yeah. the fact <laughs> of the matter is, you duck out on the show. Sentimental guy. You are always ducking out on the dang show. <laughs> Come on. When yeah, was the last time I was not on? He loves gambling more than he loves oh, talking yeah. real taking, money. Taking my entire Roth IRA down there and, yeah, and putting and, it on and, black. Oh, you're going for the roulette this year. Yeah, just hope it swings around right there, man. So the, we'll uh, the, the, the blackjack just didn't work out for you like you'd hoped. No, it's a thinking man's game. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Well <laughs> yeah. Really you can hard. count cards so 20, as long as... 20, 21? No, okay. You, can't, you can count cards as long as you memorize them. Yeah, good luck yeah. with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, anyway, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Your questions are uh, far more important than the the silly drivel we want to talk about. So we hope you will call us, 855-935-8255. And, you know, that's free. It's really easy. Just call us. Now, often you hear us talk about exchange-traded funds. And we have talked about how exchange-traded funds are a brilliant invention. But they're nothing new. I mean, we were we, we take so long to, to 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 pick up on a new thing that we were telling you to be careful with ETFs for probably 20, 15 yeah, years maybe, after they came out. Yeah, maybe 15, but yeah, 15? a long time. Yeah. Yeah, because we want to just make sure things work. But the one thing ETFs aren't is gimmicky. I mean, they shouldn't be. They don't need to be. ETFs are basically the mutual fund improved by some really brilliant thinking yeah and and last year can you believe this 224 of them closed they can't have been around that long right 224 which is the most since 2020 
Um, well, that's because of the gimmickry, I would guess. Yeah, no, I mean, listen to some of the ones that left. Now, for those of you who are either Jim Cramer supporters or detractors and want to invest in an ETF based on whatever he says, you can't do it anymore. It's over for both no, Long the L, Jim and the long, long Jim has been... No, it's all been, shut down. Been, it's all been axed. Yeah. Those of you who wanted to say, I love they Jim. I want to invest like Jim. And short Jim... Well, S. Jim is still around. It's going away as of uh, February 13th. Oh, S. Jim's going too? Yeah, sorry. Shorty. You know what's funny is uh, the the one that did the best was the, for for most of that time, was the L. Jim. Yeah, but okay, but last year stocks went up. I mean, that's yeah. not saying a whole lot. I mean, yeah, I say the inverse lost 15%. And just, for, just to let you know, the long Jim was the, they went, they would, go long they would buy the yeah. stocks that jim suggested actually buy those yeah. stocks and yep. in the short jim they would sell short they wouldn't buy them they would borrow and sell the shares uh hoping they go down so they're they're making both of them go away maybe well could it be because they didn't ever raise much money? You know, did you see how much short jim had i'm looking for the number i'd seen i it can before. tell you i know how much oh yeah tell me because I, I gotta pull it Two up Two million dollars now, to those of you, yeah, to those of you who know much about this industry, most that's a fraction of Tom's personal portfolio. <laughs> Barely, and I put a million of it in there because I wanted to really make some money. Um, now that's not very much money uh, for those of you pay, no, playing along I, at home. That's not much. Uh, he, but how about some of these other ones um, yeah. that I didn't even know? Tune, T U N E, music industry themed. No, <laughs> probably should be shut down after a few months or bad. Not Michael Jackson, bad, but it was a sin stock strategy. That's gone, too. Meme is gone. I mean, Hold on. We'll have some more. I love these. These are cool. I want to guess what they are. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. Call now. It's a good time as any. Tom and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. <laughs> During the break, I, I wanted to find out. I was thinking about uh, uh, Slim Jim, S Jim, yeah. Long Jim, These Long Jim, exchange Jim. traded it's funds. Ch- yes. yes, the mm-hmm. the uh, the one that lasted for a little while yeah. got to a whopping two million dollars under management. Two million, yeah. uh, which at their current charged fee structure, which is. One point two percent is a whopping two twenty four thousand dollars a year. To the management group, twenty four thousand a Hard year. Hard to operate a fund well with that amount. From the Tuttle Capital Management yeah. Company, Tuttle manages Tuttle. now seven ETFs. It'll be six soon. And, and they uh, have the one. They have the one with uh, the bet against Kathy Wood too. Oh, do they? Sark. Oh, I have never looked. Shorting up arc. S a r k. You want some more? Is, is there a long more? arc? I don't know. Well, you buy okay. ARC for the long ARC. Um, oh, Tune, we already talked about Tune. How about Gen Y? Gen, Gen Y. That must be products that Gen... That, they didn't uh, know. This, the author didn't know. He it's said the, it was well, it's, a millennial-themed ETF. I don't know. Yeah, it's the principal millennial. He didn't know. It's on Morningstar. No, this is from our friends at uh, Dimensional Funds, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. from uh, that. That that is an actual uh, index yeah. ET- yeah. or an, an ETF. It's a millennial ETF, not index. How about uh, meme? Meme stocks. That would be yeah. they buy like yep. <laughs> AMC and GameStop yep. and yep. 
Wow. How about L O C O? L O Loco. Uh, yeah, Loco. Uh, oh, L- apparently no. No, they have a crazy manager. It says. I don't. Okay, know wait a minute. No, no, no. L O C O is the symbol for El Pollo Loco. <laughs> How about Tiff? T I F F. Okay, that's uh, either they images dis- or you're they having on, a fight. They bet on disagreements, and then my favorite. That you're these making are all ones this that up. They, no, I'm not. These are all ones. That How shut do you down. bet on disagreements? You, who's going to win, right? They so you go, you just win. go around, you go see a couple fighting, and you go, all right, here's 50 bucks that this guy wins. Not a couple? This is like companies, countries, that kind oh, of thing. Oh, okay. Um, well, and then my favorite, yeah. D-O-N-M, the D-O-N-M fund. The Don McDonald no, fund? It's a no strategy. No strategy. Because <laughs> that's your word for the year, right? No. Wait a minute. It's Was there a now. D-O-N-M fund? No, Did you make that I made up? that up. I made that up. Sorry, and the loco oh, fund and, and the uh, I wanna, Oh, you made up the loco too because yeah, that's El Pollo Loco. They're going to be so really now. Mad at here, me for okay, wait. Off. Our credibility <laughs> just, just went right out the window. Please we have do been not working, buy that on my recommendation. We have been working so hard on over getting the years it back up yeah. to build credibility, mm-hmm. and Tom destroys it with one list of fake ETFs. We don't know the real ones from the fake ones now. Yeah, we don't have even, to. There's a thing called the interweb. You can go online, figure it out on your own. Won't be hard. Wow. I, so wait, a, you're telling me loco? That's a stock ticker, yeah, then? Okay, that's a stock ticker. L O C O. Feeling bad now for El Pollo Loco, the chicken place. <laughs> Wasn't that on Breaking Bad or something? No, um, that was Los Hermanos. Oh, okay. Uh, Los like Pollos Los Hermanos. Yeah, I think it was yeah. Pollos Los Hermanos. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Chicken man. Well, we've ruined that story. Sorry. No, I think it's still funny. I mean, but the bottom line remains the bottom line. Oh, thank goodness. I was hoping there was actually a bottom line that he wasn't just going to fool you all. Here it is. Okay, please. People have looked at ETFs as kind of the new cool kid on the block, and they've invested in a lot of things like this because they think, oh, that's kind of what an ETF is. No, that's not what an ETF is. They have some of those things, but an ETF is a similar vehicle to a mutual fund. It's as Don said, it's a better invention, but it's not a place to go find something that's so cool, so wacky, you need to invest in it. You use the same style of ideas, structure that you had in mutual funds in ETFs. Index, right? Low expense, and you're just more tax efficient in an ETF. You don't change any of that because you want to be cool using ETFs. Be cool because they're a better vehicle, not because they have these wacky, cute ideas of shorting or going long on Jim Cramer, for example. That's not the reason to invest in them. How's that? Is that better? That's a much, much better uh, uh, discussion. And and that leads us to the whole business of trying to buy what's hot. And by doing these, you know, people are trying to buy what's yeah. hot. Always. Another way that and uh, investors, not really investors, I think speculators, uh, are trying to find what's hot in the ETF market is they go back and they look at what was best in the past year. Well, I'm going to just buy the best ones. I'm going to buy the ones that went up. Well, they don't say it that way. They say, I want to buy the ones that are going up. Because we don't think of it as having gone up like yeah, it's no, done it's and not going to do it again. Continuing, yes. So where, what industry would you guess had the best performing ETFs in 23? Well, I know the best performing asset was cocoa. 
There are no, unless you're going to lie to people and say COCO, that, that's an ETF. No, but I mean, COCO was up 61%. Uh, that I was said, the S&P. What ETF? Okay. Oh, I don't, the S&P information technology was vexed. I don't know what that. Okay. Was. Uh, information technology was quite yeah. good. The yeah. iShares expanded. No, that's not the one I wanted. The uh, Communication Service Select Sector Spider Fund. Okay. Or XLC sure. was up 36%. Sounds good. The uh, the iShares expanded tech sector ETF. Sure. Yeah, the one hundred or something gained fifty two percent. Wait, that's really really good. That's a really lot of money. really good. So if you're oh, thinking of wait, running into even that, better. it's a bad time. By the way, yeah, iShares expanded tech software sector. Getting more specific, software fifty five point two two percent in one year. I wonder how much you could lose this year. It could lose that much or well, more this year. You know, it's funny. Very That's narrow. Generally very the narrow. way that stuff works. Yeah. That is generally the way that works. If if it has made 55%, the odds of it continuing to make anywhere near that have declined precipitously because there's this little thing called reversion to the mean. But our brain tells us this is what's happened. It's going to continue to happen. This recency bias that we all face. And if we could find a way to overcome that and accept that we're going to very likely only end up with the returns of the market, all sectors, the good ones at some times and the bad ones at other times, overall, we would have all done quite well, probably better than most of us have done over the past many, many years. Yeah. How much did you have in the Argentine peso last year? Because it had a bad year. Is the worst performing asset. It says down 78%. Hold on. Go. Me, I want to find out the worst. So I, don't know, I don't know that there's an exchange traded fund that allows you to buy the art. Probably is in today's world because they got so many, so many silly, like so narrow, many wacky yeah, things. dumb. Uh, let's see. The worst. Oh, the worst uh, ETFs last year were all in energy because it went way up the year before and then it yeah. went way down last year sure yeah uh the, there the uh we, we had in natural gas we had like 66 percent declines uh really really let's see worst equity etfs 2023 uh <laughs> See, this is the problem. One of the ones that was worst in 2023, the market did really well. But the people who vet, bet on VIX futures, the yeah. volatility index, sure. yeah. Yeah. lost 52%. Wow. So volatility went down substantially well, in the Because the market went up. and Right, yeah. So things didn't bounce around as much. Sure. But but energy did really, really badly. Um Social and environmental products did badly in they're 2023. A they're having a tough time right now, yeah. Well, so again, I think that comes back to the fact that it's so hard to define. What they are. What sure. is socially yep. responsible? Uh, you know, you, you asked that previous caller from the last hour, he would have told, you, told, told us something totally different than what I might have said. We're all different. 855, oh, we know that, right? 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money.
Welcome back to Talking Real Money. I'm Don, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. That's an easy, freezy call. Easy, freezy. No Both charge. Easy, breezy. Toll free. Toll free. Toll okay. free. Uh, 855-935-8255. I would love, as would Tom, to spend a little time with you. So give us a call. And hold on. I just moved it. <laughs> what did you move? <laughs> the the page I was looking oh, at. You were and looking was, through the uh, the best and the worst of 2023. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I got that. I, but I, what I did is I got rid of my other page that was kind of important where uh, it had what we're talking about on the By show. By the way, do you know how this year started for uh, stocks? You don't because you don't pay any attention. I don't pay any attention, but I'm guessing no. not not well. Well, the S&P 500 is actually up uh, 3%. But a oh, really? Well, then global see, Global portfolio is well. down 7 tenths of 1%. So because other things haven't done as well. Okay. And then the intermediate-term bond is uh, down about 1%, too. Intermediate-term bond fund down 1%. But, you know, we haven't even had a month yet. I know. I know. I'm just putting it out there. A month month does not a year make. No, it does not. And you have to think long-term. You do. We all have to – we really need, particularly if you're young, oh, my gosh, you need to think long-term term and we we actually had a call in the previous hour the previous podcast from a guy who said uh he had two kids 19 and 22 at home yes he did and jokingly totally jokingly and then i thought the thought thought better of it but totally jokingly i was going to say well kick them out send them out in the world make them make a living darn it (laughs) They're 19 nah, and 22. Come on. Maybe at 35 or something. No, I mean, at, at 18, I was out. It was like, you're 18. Gone. Go work. Which I did from that point. Well, pretty to much still point. right now. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, nonstop. Uh, but I was just joking. But the reality is, you as a parent of adult children, let's see if I can say this loud enough that my wife overhears. Just, loud, loud. Yeah. <laughs> Mine too. You, as parents of adult children, I know you love them. I do. I love my kids. But providing financial help to them in anything but an absolute emergency could destroy your future at a time when you don't you won't have anybody that you can go to for a handout if uh, you end up with some surprises in retirement. Yeah, I mean you're talking about how to fund retirement if you're funding somebody else and by the way, according to Bloomberg, it's half of young adults in the US live at home. It says half. That's a very What do high they define number. as young adults though? Uh, that's a good question here. You know, if, if it's a narrow uh, it's 18 to 25 18 to, 18 to 34 it says. Well, that's a shockingly high number for that for a 15-year age group. Yeah, uh, U.S. parents spend 500 billion dollars every year on their 18 to 34-year-old children. Kids, billion. Go get a job. <laughs> oh, I don't like the jobs that are out there. No, well, there's and here's a good. quote from parenting coach says: "For boomers, moving back home was seen, seen as a failure, but now home seems, or home means safety, not failure." Oh, I would have never. I can tell you, I would have never 
run home in an emergency. I mean, it would. It would have meant failure, that I was an right. abject failure. Yeah, you would, Very different. But here's, here's what we see a lot is because we look at a lot of retirement plans is that people's retirement plans have to be put off or they have to live on less. As you correctly point out, Don, there is no grants or loans for retirement. It, it, it is what you got. It is a combination of Social Security, maybe two Social Security benefits, a pension if you're lucky, and then whatever you've saved to pay yourself. That's it. And if you've paid others instead of paying yourself, I'm talking about putting money away, then guess what? You're not going to be able to retire. You're going to retire differently. That's what we see on a regular basis. And that is troublesome. I mean, troubling. It absolutely is. And um, I think we, we as parents need to be, well, two things. One, we need to be a little selfish. And two, we have to separate our love for our children from what is in their best interest too because is it really in their best interest to protect them from as shakespeare called it the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune you know bad stuff happens and you know temporary is one thing longer terms another we'll be right back 855-935-TALK tom and don are talking real money We're talking real money. So apparently these days, a lot of baby boomer parents are supporting their millennial children in adulthood. And we fear, as do many others, that this is such a big number that it really could negatively impact many of these boomers' ability to retire comfortably and and securely because they've blown a bunch of money on kids who, if it's this many, you said it was how many? Half? Half. It says half of young adults in the United States oh. live at home. You know, I got to tell you, though, my wife, here's the problem. If given the opportunity, my wife would have my daughter at 30 years old living in our house. Yeah. She would. She would enjoy it. I think she would. I think you're right. She's social like that. So. So what do we do? I I, I wish I home? had an answer. No, I mean I think I think like anything else, when it gets to after college, a frank discussion needs to happen about actual resources. I think this is at the heart of it. If you think back when you're a parent, you want to make sure your kid has everything, right? You never want to tell them no because of money, for example, right? Even though we can't do everything. I don't really want to tell them no anyway because I want my kid to love me. But at this point, I think it's I think it's at the end of call, at whatever or end of whatever schooling it is that people have to have a frank discussion with the others about money. And this is part of the problem generally. Is well, that's we a hard discussion to have. It is, but generally we don't discuss money anyway. I mean, I didn't in my house and my family. It just yeah, didn't but come crying up. starts. <laughs> I'm sorry for that. But it again, does. Th- that's better. I've than... had this talk with my daughter and eventually crying starts. It's like then I just I'm just going to break down because I can't deal with it. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a problem. And you're right. That's not a, a great place to end. But if you don't have these discussions and half of American young people end up living at home and baby boomers who may think that they'd like to enable that behavior because they love their kids do it. 
and find out at age 70, well, now I can't retire because I don't have the money, then what? That's far worse. That is far, far worse than somebody facing difficulties at 25. Because at 70, there's no way to fix it. At 25, you still can. Do you think, though, part of the problem is is us and the way we raised our kids? Oh, absolutely. That we, sure. I mean, I know that uh, that my, particularly my youngest, she she had everything. Yeah. And so in adulthood, when she doesn't make as much as dad makes, she can't afford everything. And I think and sometimes that's, that's a very to. difficult sure. transition. I agree. Yeah. We've talked about this ad nauseum, but the, because this has happened in my family as well. But that the point is do it earlier instead of later, because what happens is when you sort of enable, okay, we'll, we'll take care of this. At some point that day will come where you and Debbie mm-hmm. can't afford to do this for your right. youngest. At some point it'll come in my family where we won't be able to afford it for my stepdaughter who just can't make the, can't do it anymore it's better to do that early than late because later the more this goes on the harder it's going to be to fix that's my well i actually have really great hope on my end because my my daughter's sharp yeah she well she's in in grad school she decided to go to grad school at nyu which is very expensive dad uh and uh, but but she got she's also working and she's gotten a very very good job with a with a big nonprofit. so uh she has a great future ahead of her so uh, my hope is that she's just gonna and maybe that is the thing is that your kids will take themselves off that track eventually and i think what you 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 mentioned the conversation happened and they're crying maybe you don't fix it she was much younger yeah yeah but that doesn't fix it that day but it does say this is some it does make people think oh you know what i gotta i gotta think this through because i don't want to do this to mom and dad Mm -hmm. i don't want them to end up in a bad place i don't want them stuck in the silver bullet outside tom's house that would be horrible i'd i'd be perfectly happy out in the silver bullet it's got (laughs) memory foam beds and you're all air conditioning it's air conditioned and you know i got internet and and a stove okay. and a refrigerator. All right. you're, all, you're all set then. Yeah, Brand new good. shower. There's a pizza oven right next to it too. Pizza oven. Pizza can I just? Right can I? Can I make pizza right Every outside? The, yeah. I am gonna be making pizza, <laughs> boys and girls. Ho ho ho! We'll give out oh, the address. Give you me come that, over. Give yeah. me that wood fired pizza. Yeah, it's pretty good. Tell so, tell Dee Dee just to make up a bunch of crusts. I'm good from there. Ready to, ready yeah. to slap on whatever you got. Yeah, give me a bunch um, of and a pile of wood. I just need a wood yeah, pile. There you go. You know what anybody want to bring a wood pile over to Tom's? You got a tree you took down. Bring it on by. <laughs> Better if it's, it's gotta an be apple. apple. It's gotta I was be just going to say, better Sorry. if it's an apple. Yeah, you know, it's be, not, I, I not guess the, not the computer, but yeah, a hickory would be okay. You know, nice hardwood with a little smoky flavor. Eight five five nine three five talk is our phone number. Eight five five nine three five eight two five five. Look at that. No Christmas lights on the phones. Kind of sad. Come on, call him. Tom and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Oh, this is great. I just got a text from my daughter. Speaking of my daughter, I uh, was in New York, and uh, she just sent a text saying, casually stumbled upon the curling national championship. Oh. She's watching the, wheel, the Can-Am wheelchair cup. Wait, <laughs> wheelchair people? They can do disabled curling? Yeah, they're curling wow. up. They're in wheelchairs. That's pretty amazing. And that then she said, wow. she goes, then we're going indoor snowboarding after. Where in the world would you in? There must be a place in New York where you indoor snowboard. 
I think I've, oh. heard, I've heard of those places. Yeah, I think they wow. exist. That's cool. We need one of those in Florida. Now, that yeah. would be awesome. Build one, somebody. Anyway, uh, 855-935-TALK is our number. 855-935-8255. Don here, Tom there. Do you have a question? Yeah, I do. I do, actually. This comes from is Bruce. Is this really in- long? I'm gonna. I read through it to try to abbreviate it a bit. Um, this All comes right. from Bruce in Lola, Kansas. Lola. I know. I never heard of it, but that doesn't mean anything. Um, yeah. I have a question about fixed income in my taxable account. Fixed income are bonds, right? Fixed income. Fixed income or yeah. CDs. Or- yeah. Uh, I've inherited four hundred fifty thousand dollars from a living trust that was managed by a bank financial advisor. Mm-hmm. Investments are a hodgepodge, 20% equities, 80% bonds, most mostly municipal bonds. Also inherited $80,000 in an IRA. Okay. Okay, so we got 450 mm-hmm. there, then 80, and our net worth before this was 230,000. Well, their net worth just doubled. Yeah. Well, more than doubled. More than doubled. 450 yeah. plus 80 is yeah, 530 well. plus et cetera, uh went up a lot. Um my oh, question yeah, pertains tripled. Yeah, tripled. yeah. My question pertains to maintaining my mix of 55 to 60% in stocks and 40% in bonds, even though most of my money will now be in a brokerage account. And he goes into sort of how that could all happen, but that doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is how, if you if you, if you took all that money, right, the 450 plus now, the I hope he's talking about a non, like a, a, a discount brokerage, like a Schwab or... Well, no, you know, right or, now it's still the bank. I think he's going to move it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I okay. just don't want him to move it to Morgan Stanley or no. And let's just Maryland. say, for sake of argument, it's seven hundred thousand total, right? And you want to be sixty percent in bonds. I mean, sixty percent mm-hmm. in stocks. Mm-hmm. That sounds like four hundred twenty thousand to me. Correct. Good math. Mm. Uh So here's the way I would do it. There's a couple of easy things to do. First of all, the eighty thousand in the IRA that would be all fixed income. Right. To avoid paying taxes. Right, because then you have the fixed income there. Mm-hmm. Then, um, the, now And it would not be municipals. Well, yeah, I'm just getting to that because he says he's in municipals. Um, that depends on your income. You've got to have a pretty high income and need to be a fairly high tax bracket. Is he retired need, or is he working, does it say? It doesn't say. It does not say. Because okay. um, if he's not working and that's all the assets he had... Yeah. Then he's not likely to be in a very high tax bracket. That was what Therefore, my was. not needing municipals. Yeah, if exactly. he has a high, a high income job, and by high income, I'm talking in the uh, the, the 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 mid six figures. Well, he says later on, my income now and in retirement will not justify municipal bonds. Good for you for finding okay, that good. out. Okay, good. Okay. Right. So okay, but the eighty to me would be that. There's a start. That would be all in like BND or something like that, a total bond of some kind. Um, or if you were there, you could, you could, you could, you could get a little fancier there. You could have an intermediate term. If you want to have a little tiny bit of long, you could, you could get fancier with that, but that would be the start. Then you take the other 620, right? And you, you're going to, you're going to have to own some fixed income in that taxable account. That's not a big deal though. If you're in, if you're in a low tax bracket, that's not going to matter that much. Mm-mm. So you're simply then going to divide what's left in that uh, inherited trust account and your other 230, which does not spell out whether that's qualified or non-qualified. You're simply going to divide that up between stocks and bonds to equal then, the 60-40. Yeah, and then in the bo- in the stock side, you want to have about half of that U.S. and half international. Yeah, right, and big and small and And then you want some growth. big and small, but more small. You want uh, value, more value. Yeah. Uh, but... 
uh, you, you know, here's you want, and you thing. want to do that through ETFs because yeah, they do have the tax thing. advantages. Because your net worth was 230000 and you just came into 530000 and I hate to say this because it sounds promotional, but you're in a great spot to at least get some advisory yep. help. Yep, that's where it's you... Just, th- it's a major this, life change. You don't want to make This is the mistake. point in life where yeah. you start to need advice, ongoing advisorly advice from a fiduciary advisor, whomever that might be. Yeah, I mean, we're not the only people. There's lots no, of people out there. Oh, no, we are definitely but, not um, the only people. So that would be the... Pl- and you can go, I think, to TalkingRealMoney.com and click on... Meet an well, advisor. Meet an advisor. Or, yes, or you know, help, help, slash help, help. Shows you other places. Yeah. Um, but that would be a start. I mean... But going back, Bruce, before I did that, we talk a lot about this. I would at least have a plan as to how much money I need to make, how much income I need from this before I just said sort of unilaterally, I want a portfolio of 60 percent stocks, 40 percent bonds, because I don't know that about you. You may not know that you need to make that determinant first, then build the correct portfolio, not the other way around. That would that's what a good advisor should do for you. That's what a good advisor would do for you. Yeah. yeah. If they don't if they don't talk about a plan, very first just, thing. Just met somebody today that is substantial or today, this week, substantial assets and invested, but no plan. See, that's irresponsible. Make any sense. I agree. How can you invest if you don't know what you should be investing in? Or what if, you're investing for. Yeah, and what you're investing for. Uh, and and how you comfortably invest what's your personal profile yeah so and you could take the risk quiz too by the way would be a good idea yeah for, that's a yeah, great thing to yeah. take mm-hmm. yeah in the past couple of weeks we've gotten some questions and calls from a lot of people about something that i said on previous shows it was after I read this article i went back uh, and found it from I know the wall what street because i got another one about it this week yeah from the wall street journal yeah. Uh, it was an article about people giving up homeowners insurance yeah. on their homes. Yep, and it it focused and the and this this is all anecdotal, but in Florida, I'm in Florida. I can tell you that this is this is a problem. It's expensive. Uh, oh, a fam- well, listen to this number. This is a guy who lives in a neighborhood near West Palm Beach, Florida, an older neighborhood with smaller houses, all of which are worth in the millions because. It's Where it Florida is now. Yeah, right. They got their new bill last year for their homeowner's insurance on their $3 million home. And? $121,000 a year. Wow. Okay. There was a, there's a, uh, an insurance agent in that same community. He said the highest insurance premium he saw last year for a multi-million dollar home was six hundred thousand dollars a year you guys are expecting bad weather again or something we or always much- have bad weather <laughs> Just, wow we're, that is really we're, something. we're gonna somewhere in florida is gonna get hit by a hurricane every year probably but what is fascinating is the this couple they talked to their other neighbors and their neighbors they said everyone they talked to if their house was paid for they were dropping homeowners insurance so, I mean, here's the thing, though. They if did you not did believe that, it was worthwhile. If you did that right, and you're wiped out and you don't have the assets to either rebuild or do something else, then what? Here's the thing. When you look at the statistics, we don't have, unless you're right on the coast in Florida, 
These houses have survived, many of them, 150 years. They're not going to get wiped out. What you're they're gonna saying, you're going to guarantee that? No, they're not like. <laughs> but what? What? But it's what is it? A one in a million chance That's your house what is going to get leveled? Is. That's you know. But one hundred and twenty-one thousand dollars a year. That's crazy. That's, wow. You've got to figure out whether the cost justifies the protection. That has to come into the equation these days. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. I mean, get this about the insurance issue. The mayor of Palm Beach County dropped his insurance completely when it went to $20,000 a year. This other couple said... How much is his home worth? I don't know. It didn't say. This couple, this other couple they interviewed about it said uh, they they have a thousand square foot house, $10,000 a year in, in insurance on it. They said, if... We, if our house gets blown down, we will sell the land and move. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it, it's like all insurance, right? It is truly, you, you, you can make an argument for it, you can make it against it. There's not but one right there argument. reaches a point, though, where the cost-benefit analysis gets, because I know I've been through now three major hurricanes that have crossed literally right over the top of my house. I have sustained maybe... $100 in damage, didn't file a claim. Um, now, that's 26 years later, and yet I've been paying thousands and thousands and thousands and it. thousands yeah, of dollars right. a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so How much is yours now to a year? Think. How much is yours? Oh, mine's, mine's only about five because I'm inland. Yeah, okay. But that's still high. Yeah. Um, and, and the reality is I can see why people would do it if their house is paid off. I mean, if my house was paid off and I could go without that, it got up, the same. I got up to ten thousand. I would not have a problem uh, taking my cleaning up after my blown down house, using my other assets, and building a much smaller house. Well, on the yeah, same I way. think that makes sense. Anyway, all right, we're just about out of time, but we do want to invite you out to see us on February twenty fourth in Bellevue for the tenth annual retire meet. It's going to be fun. Herb Weisbaum, Paul Merriman. Don's coming. I'm coming. Yes, we're all going to be there. So basically a full day of education about all the things you need to know about in retirement. So it's fun. It's educational. We'll be doing the show from there as well. And it includes breakfast and lunch for those who focused on food. So you can. What about dinner? You know, I ever thought about that. Uh, you mentioned something about the after party last time. I don't think we should go there again. Um, Oh, I enjoyed the after the party. Okay, so I figured you did. So anyway, go <laughs> get a ticket now, and those are they're going to go fast. We're already more than two-thirds of the way sold out, more like five, six or something, a lot. So go get a ticket at retiremeat.com. Look at, look at you, Mr. Fraction Guy. I know. Well, okay. So, so is it right. is it comfortable now for you that it's that we yeah sold it is this many? it's a month away and we have most of it sold so yes I feel all right <sighs> so and it better. is by the way it, it really is we, this is the reason we've now done it this will be ten years doing this it really is a fun event it's I mean even though we were probably the cause of the COVID pandemic uh, in <laughs> 2019 since that no 2000 didn't we we did it in February 2020. February. Was that and then it then oh COVID yeah that's broke right out. February yeah, twenty twenty yeah, and, literally and literally and the first the first guy in the country was in Seattle it was we brought right. four hundred no, people together and then we all took it around the country as we headed home ouch uh, no it really is a tremendous event you uh, it's so nice to see everybody it's a it's a gathering 
It is. Um, and there's so much information shared. And, you know, everybody, everybody's so friendly. Everyone will sit down and actually one-on-one with you. I know. Jim Zorn. Did he want on Jim Zorn? Not available this year. Couldn't yeah. get him. I tried. Darn really it. worked All hard. Right. But okay. Well, we have Sorry, good Jim. people. Oh, and I love Weston Wellington's presentation. He's the best. Yeah. Uh, I Paul do Merriman. love Weston. Yeah. Paul Merriman. Good, good folks. Yeah. I love Paul. Uh, um, who else do I do I like? Uh, Kevin Tom Peterson, Cox, like him. Medicare. Oh, Medicare, Kevin Peterson. You. Oh my gosh, Always his Medicare helps yeah. so good. I am going to use him when I finally decide to wrap this thing up. So go to retiremeet.com. The opinions and views expressed in this podcast were current on the date recorded. Opinions, estimates, forecasts, and statements of financial market trends that are based on current market conditions constitute our judgment and are subject to change without notice, including any forward-looking estimates or statements which are based on certain expectations and assumptions. Although information and opinions given have been obtained from or based on sources believed to be reliable, no warranty or representation is made as to their correctness, completeness, or accuracy. Information presented on the podcast is not personalized investment advice from Appella Wealth. The views and strategies described may not be suitable for everyone. This podcast does not identify all the risks, direct or indirect, or other considerations which might be material to you when entering any financial transaction. Past performance does not guarantee future results, and profitable results cannot be guaranteed. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. The podcast is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Wealth, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Please see Appella Wealth's ADV Part 2A on our website for information regarding Appella's fees and services. Appella Capital, LLC, DBA Appella Wealth, is an investment advisory firm registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The firm only transacts business in the states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration with the SEC or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Appella does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing either stated or implied here should be inferred as providing such advice. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and important disclosure related to performance of any specific index or fund quoted in this podcast. I think I need a nap.